Patterns of happiness are frameworks that always work. They are tools and practices that will bring permanent change to your life for better. We're not looking for temporary solutions. We change and transform. We practice what we preach and we're gonna share it with you here. Be careful because you can become seriously happier today. One of the first lessons that I learned in my spiritual journey was to always say yes to whatever is happening to me. It was winter 2007 and I was invited for the first time to translate for one of the Osher teachers. Someone who has spent some time with Osher and someone who is practicing his meditations for many, many years. If you don't know who Osher is, he was an Indian mystic, known for many things, blamed for many things as well. But I, in a way, call him my spiritual father because many things that I have received in my life were through people who were somehow connected to him. For example, my first job in Moscow was translating his discourses into Russian. And then even now, my wife... She participated in the event that I was translating. And it wasn't really my job, even though I earned money there. It's just that I love translations, even though I haven't been doing it for quite a while. Because um, there, there is no chance to space out. You have to be constantly present to what is happening. And for me, it was one of the highest forms of meditations. Because every time I would space out, I would actually miss what the person I was translating for was saying. So I love translations because it was healthy kind of stress for me, eustress as they call it. I was participating and I was learning something new and I was also practicing my meditation and I was... I mean, so many things, so many good things happened through this practice of mine. If you want to learn something about Osho, one of the things you can do is watch the movie on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. It actually tells more about the people around him. And um, it doesn't really share what he teaches, but you can see how people loved him in a good way. And I think the directors of the movie, even though they kind of definitely indicated who the criminal was in the whole story they still were quite neutral to Osher and they tried to at least slightly pass what his message was. So anyway, what does this mean to say yes? It doesn't really mean that you have to agree just to everything you're offered. I mean, socially offered. It's not like you're Jim Carrey in the movie Yes Man. It's being a real yes person. It's about saying yes to whatever life gives you, provides you with, and offers to you. In Christianity, there is this concept of accepting your suffering, saying yes to your suffering. The idea behind this is very simple. It means that when we come to an agreement with what we have and it implies 
what we have emotionally right now or we have physically around us whatever we have in our environment there is something that we cannot really change but something that we see which is already a great sign and when we see it and acknowledge its existence and when we accept that right now it is as it is right now I'm angry right now I'm anxious right now I'm afraid I'm not fighting with this feeling right now I'm not trying to change it in any way I just see it and I'm present to it for instance people often think that being angry is a bad thing but it's not necessarily so anger is the source of warmth and energy it's like a little nuclear power plant inside of you and usually when people feel angry if they are not mindful enough they start acting out they blame others they say some words they will most likely regret in the future they harm someone oh so many things can happen at that moment but the wise thing would be actually to accept this feeling and to spend at least some time with it if you just see it and put the hands into your heart at that moment of anger anxiety fear and you just create space and when I say that you create space for that I imply that you see it and you are not trying to do anything with it at this very moment you are this nothing is permanent in this world nothing this is actually the main illusion the major illusion that we have here we have this idea that all the bad things are permanent and vice versa that all the good things are impermanent that is one of the illusions that people get so the fun thing about this life is the whole wave of energy of everything going through us if you look at your day you will see your ups and downs and there is no need to hold to any of this because the faster it goes the faster it transforms the faster you get somewhere else one of the reasons why some people stay in the same condition in the same state of mind for many years is because they are fighting with what they have and they are blaming others for that but in reality this is life happening through us in all these different magical ways for me one of the greatest ways to be with really emotional moments of my life 
is walking. Walking has always been considered an amazing meditation if you're present to what is happening inside of you, to what you feel. And recently, Cal Newport, the professor of Georgetown University, shared the same thing in his book, Deep Work. So it's something the traditions accept and something that even professors of famous and big universities, people like physicists accept as something that can actually work. The worst thing that happens to us when we don't accept something is that actually those suppressed emotions, they grow, they expand. I remember when I started living on my own for the first time, I lived in isolation for many reasons. I lived in a city, actually in suburbs of Moscow, and there wasn't really much option to travel because of the traffic, and that happened both during the working days and during the weekends. So I went and met with my friends really rarely. And most of the evenings and most of the weekends I just spent on my own. And that's when I discovered all the dark sides of everything I had inside of me. I remember that sometimes I had such deep downs that I stayed at home for two days in a row and I would spend most of the day just lying and feeling what I had inside. And it might sound drastic to you, but the thing is that it has always been healing to me. I had this drastic, this intense intention to really feel what I had in mind in my heart, emotionally, physically. I wouldn't distract myself from that. One of the most intense feelings was desperation. I wanted a change in my life, but nothing was really happening, even though I was acting, I was doing things. So one week I just realized that this feeling had to be lived. And sometimes I would go for some workshops and I would do meditations, I would dance, but sometimes I would just stay the whole day with the feeling and I would just feel it and feel it and feel it and I would have short breaks for food and maybe for a walk and I would do some essential things. But I would return to that place and happily in those days, I had no internet at home, and television was full of ads, and I just could never find something I would stick around for long enough to be distracted. So I would turn on TV for 10 minutes maybe, and then I would just turn it off. So I just stayed in this state inside of me. And sometimes it would look to me as if it would last forever, which would actually intensify this feeling of desperation. But I always stay true to this idea that I say yes to whatever I have. And it has never failed me. Just never. At first, the feeling would intensify. 
And my heart would burn with this desperation, anxiety, fear. But then, sometimes it would take me hours, but it would start to subside. And it was amazingly healing process. A dear friend of mine, Truv Mehta, who was in the seventh episode, shared that he calls himself a spiritual explorer. And that's what I believe we all should be. We should look at this whole mindfulness spiritual journey as a real adventure. We need to understand that all these external distractions that we have are really temporary. We should follow them. We should follow our interests. We should have fun with whatever we experience. But then we should understand that true change and true adventure is inside. Is it a risk for me to spend the whole day feeling what I felt? It was. But most of the people around the world drink or smoke or choose whatever way to get distracted they choose sometimes it's sex sometimes it's social media whatever they do because they cannot really stay with that what they feel I was really lucky to be isolated for almost three years I Sometimes dated with someone for a couple of weeks, but I had no permanent relationship. So at that time, I had a lot of space for myself and actually to see what was happening with me. Was it a risk? Of course. But I was rewarded for that risk with easiness and gratefulness and many other things that happened to me afterwards when I actually released those deep frustrations and fears. So I wish you all to have this, first of all, inspiration, I guess, <laughs> because you have to be inspired. You have to be a believer in a way. It's risky. It's risky path. I mean, most people feel that they can be entertained and that's good enough in this life. For me, it's not. And I believe that if you're listening to this podcast, it's not enough for you as well. You're looking for something. You want to change. And I wish <laughs> that it passes that it gets healed f for you whatever it is in your case as soon as possible and you get in touch with the true self have a good one and you will hear from me soon also find me on instagram just look for happiness patterns i post almost every day definitely every other day I share my reflections and bye-bye.